Area code. Side of things. And we're going to be getting into it deeper and deeper as we try to navigate and understand the relationship that comes together with the artificial intelligence as well as um, data analysis. And we're going to be chatting, chatting to um, Jolisa, who is who hails from the University of Pretoria with a qualification in applied mathematics, as well as economics graduate and data science and professionals certificate in IBM. He works. His work experience speaks for itself spans in years of consulting, banking, legal, media, tech, and educational as well. He is the founder of um, Kura IT and uh, is a consulting company with which focuses on the Internet of Things, data analytics, and artificial intelligence as well. Good morning and welcome to you. How are you doing? I can see you. There's a sound at the back and it's eager to have this conversation. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, and you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, we're going to be chatting to you. Um, you are Joyisa. Um, we're chatting to you about all things technology in this day and age as we also look into um, your artificial intelligence. And I was just saying that the one time when I was introduced to artificial intelligence, besides uh, going to a food store, which now actually needs you to purchase things on the actual app itself, and it's even there in store where you get to buy things, and you just need to go and pay at the till, which is something new to us. Now, first things first, first and foremost, what does your Internet of Things mean and what is its function? Um, so, Internet of Things, uh, IoT in short, um, it's just the integration of um, different sort of IT systems, uh, either being hardware or software, where, for example, might have a sensor, on your door that counts people uh, immediately when you walk in, you can switch on your lights and all that on your behalf. So that's where I will take in. Of which, obviously, in uh, business uh, or in application, we see it in, uh, for example, we had a project where uh, the company had a fleet of trucks, so they needed uh, to know in terms of the fuel if the drivers that's giving the fuel and all that. So can it embed a sensor inside the tank that can also uh, sort of sense the rate at which the fuel is being consumed by the truck. So it's able to tell to say you know, at some point with an outlier where the fuel has just consumed maybe more liters in a very short space of time, which might be that they're pumping out the fuel. Now, with the introduction of artificial intelligence, it brought fear and, of course, that artificial intelligence will take over jobs from people. Now, do we really understand the benefits of artificial intelligence outside of just looking at how people are going to lose their jobs, but the actual benefits of the artificial intelligence? Um, Okay, just to to add on, people are not necessarily going to to lose their jobs uh, because of AI. Um... Actually, it's going to create more jobs. And um, secondly, it's going to make it more efficient. Uh, For example, we'll have less human error on most of the things. Like, um, for example, we have our drones. So if you have a huge farm and you need to check your crops, if all of them have managed to get enough water or or other crops are dying, you are able to actually send a drone with a sensor to go on every row of your crops, 
sensing and collecting data which brings it back of which if they to send someone it could take them ten months while a drone can do that in a day so we'll have obviously new person who's going to fly the drone which is a new role which we never had back then and also it's more efficient it's quicker now Josiah, you're touching on artificial intelligence, intelligence not taking people's jobs, which is very profound um, input that you are giving us there. But I want us to also dissect it further. How are people not going to lose their jobs when it comes to artificial intelligence? What is going to be put into place? What role do humans play? Um, One, how people are not going to lose their jobs. Well, obviously, there's going to be a shift. Uh, in essence, we're going to have new roles, as I mentioned earlier. So now we'll have developers, we'll have programmers and all that, which we had less of those. When it's open with uh, people that will fly drones, which we never had those people. And for those that already are within that space, uh, I feel uh, most industries or um, uh, companies, obviously, are going to train those people to be now adaptable to the new AI environment which no one necessarily is going to lose the job and things will be more efficient. Makes absolute sense. Now, let's just move over to the data analytics. Analytics. Yes. Um, how does data analytics improve? How has it improved, rather, our lives in this day and age? How do we incorporate it in our everyday lives? Um, one, it is... Um, for example, it has uh, provided us with, I think it's more customization in terms of now uh, your banks, your retail stores and all that, they're able to actually create uh, ads that are custom to your needs, to what you want, which back then, they're like shooting on the dark, they'll just send, uh, you, you can think way back then where they used to send you a store card to say you should come and activate that card should you be interested but now they are actually targeting the correct line someone who's keen to buy it and also for ourselves it also feels good to know that um there's someone that cares about you that knows something about you so even if you can check with our banks sometimes when you get into the app you can see um for example, within the bank, through data, they could tell that, okay, this person keeps on paying um, this certain amount to this institution, which is a school. So we could actually create a package that could accommodate uh, that person to, for, for school. a sort of a loan with less interest rate and all that and pay for their school and they can just relax at the bank take of everything. Uh, so, data, the next oil, and which is the other thing is you now get what's relevant to you. It's all about relevancy. So, yeah, I think I've answered the question. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I do um, get a sense of understanding in terms of how data analytics has assisted us and improved our lives as well. Now, let's look at how, um, as as far as the fourth industrial revolution is concerned, how far have we as South African gone in regards to the fourth industrial revolution? 
that one is a, it's a very <laughs> it's a very tricky <laughs> uh, and a very controversial yeah. uh, <laughs> to answer. Absolutely. Yeah, because remember, we still have uh, places that don't have SMS. Uh, we still have places that don't have electricity. Mm. We still have people that never used uh, a, 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 a cell phone. Just yeah. you know, those near yeah. like hundred and fifty and cell phones within the country. So, um, it's it, it's a sort of a, a double-edged sword. It's yeah. working on the other side, but also <laughs> cutting us on the other end. Yeah. So we we still bit far. But your your corporate, uh, your big companies, or international companies that are within the country, they are already taking the advantage of it. But for for the men on the street and all that, we we still very far in terms of uh, for IR because I remember back then they used to say when then to be corrected, were like uh, maybe what. 30 days behind in terms of the check should uh, a U.S. have a certain device it will take us 30 days to reach to also be on the same level as the same device yeah. as them of which it might be 30 days like it's just a, it's a month whereas it's actually it's a long long period so we, we, we still we still have a long way to go in terms of IR. Now, Josiah, in the third and final hour, we're going to be talking about the quality of education. Now, I want to bring this conversation in with you as well and get your input in terms of the fourth industrial revolution. Do you think that our education system has been well prepared enough and put into place in order for us to be able to accept the changes and embrace the change that come with the fourth industrial revolution? Uh, I think yeah, I think we are on on, on the good track in preparations because I remember uh, at some point MEC Banyazari Sufi was very busy, especially with our schools internship, the way they were installing uh, your, 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 your whiteboard uh, screens, uh, where they were installing, where they were giving uh, kids tablets and all that which now makes uh, it easier for, for kids to be more on the net, mm. uh, to access all this uh, uh, content which is relevant. But uh, given our country, the population, and number of schools that we have, there's still a lot that still needs to be done. And also, I feel we need also to create the culture because it goes back to the culture that we need to sort of embed in these kids, in the schools, in the leadership within the schools and all that, so that those tablets could actually, for instance, tablets, computers could actually be used to their maximum uh, benefit instead of now finding uh, what uh, kids just playing games and all that. And the other thing, we need also people are skilled within those four uh, IR um, uh, four IR departments that we have, like your AI, your data science, that could actually go down to school so that we can study it as early as possible. So I think, uh, yeah, we're getting there. Slowly but but surely. Yeah. So hopefully as a country we will get to a better position. Josiah, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Area Code, every weekdays from 9 to 12 p.m. Only on VAL FM 88.1.